Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Lord, we are so excited about this new series that we started last week called Like a Tree. It comes um, directly from Psalm 1. And I mentioned last week, if you were not here, I mentioned that um, we are asking the entire church that's participating in the fast, we're asking you to make part of your kind of prayer focus over the next 21 days, really for the whole year, but over the next 21 days especially, is that the Lord would help you to become privately healthy and publicly fruitful. That's what... That's what uh, um, the lesson and the story of Like a Tree is all about. God wants to make us privately healthy when we're alone in him and then publicly fruitful. We're living in a world that everything is about what things look like on the outside. But how many know no matter how good it looks like on the outside, if it's not really happening down on the inside, it doesn't really matter, does it? And so, so uh, uh, Psalm, Psalm 1 is a beautiful illustration of how God wants us to live and how God wants to bless us as his people. And what I want to do today, since last week was the first uh, message in the series, what I want to do today is just very quickly go over a couple of key things. Now let's go ahead and start with the verse. The Bible says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Everyone, he is like a tree. He's like a tree. Planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. God wants to give us a prosperous 2018. How many would say amen to that? Amen. He wants to give us a very prosperous 2018. And um, just to review what we talked about, today we're going to go ahead and dive in to our private life with God. Because when you look at the example, the illustration of a tree, what it reveals is that we all, like a tree, have a private life with God. That's your relationship with God that no one sees. Everyone here should have a relationship with God that no one sees. Like a tree, there's this whole section that's underground. But, but how many know when you see a tree, you know there's plenty of stuff going down below. You see? Then in addition to that, we have a public life. And that's your relationship with God that everyone sees. And everyone should know that we belong to Jesus. Can I get an amen? Everyone should know that. There should be no question. There should be no confusion. And the way people know is because we bear fruit in season. And when the seasons are going crazy, we don't wither and shrivel up. You see? And all of that is related to what's happening in our uh, private life. Now, when you talk about your private life, it's important for us to, to understand that our private life is a reflection of our root system. Your root system is the realm of meditation. The Bible says his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. We went over this last week. If you weren't here last week, I want to encourage you if you want to be in step Go back and listen to the message. But when you listen, we have all of these slides on our website. And uh, we, the, these, this series is pretty visual in nature. And so we want you to go ahead and look at those different slides there. But your root system is the realm of meditation. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And then your fruit system is the realm of service. So simply stated... Okay, there is a private life underground that you and I should have and could have with God. 
And that's what makes us privately healthy. And then there's a public life for God where we bear fruit. That as Christians, we're called to be servants. Can I get a strong amen? amen? The greatest among you will be the servant of all. Realize that in the end, those that devote their lives to being a servant to those around them, those will be considered the greatest. And so as, as believers and followers of Christ, we know the difference between something that will last and the difference between something that will burn up. We understand that there are certain things that we might get, certain toys that we might acquire, that in the end they'll just burn up. It won't mean anything. But then there's fruit and fruit that will last. And that uh, uh, falls through us bearing fruit as servants of the Most High God. And then as we talk about the realm of meditation, just the last thing, as we talk about the realm of meditation, everyone say meditation. Now, when we say meditation in the Western world, in the modern world, we think that meditation means think. But in the Bible, meditation means a lot more than that. In the Bible, meditation means that you're thinking so that whatever you think and embrace in your head and in your heart, okay, whatever is going on, then that will lead to very specific and deliberate actions. So, so meditation is not like uh, you sitting there and going. Meditation is you hearing from God and having an encounter with God, which then will shape your choices and your decisions throughout your day and throughout your life. So uh, um, now all root systems have four primary functions. Today we're going to talk about one of those primary functions. And the first primary function of a root system of a tree is that trees are meant to, through their roots, they're meant to anchor us. Okay, in fact, trees literally have an anchor root. Like real trees have an anchor root. Now God has given us this illustration because below ground, God wants to make sure that all of us are anchored in him. You see, God is concerned about how you and I handle storms. God wants to make sure that storms don't affect us the way they affect this world. God is concerned about your emotional and spiritual state. God doesn't want you and I to be withering God wants us to be strong and steady. And when, uh, when the, the tree's uh, root anchors, it enables the tree to stand straight and tall. Just this past week, and by the way, this happens every week in the ministry. There's something new. There's something unique. We could tell you stories that will give you a perm. That's what that meant, okay, just if it was a little slow for you. Um, this past week, actually last service, at the altar time, the mom of one of the sisters of our church was reaching out to God. So here's what happened to someone this week at the church. They, uh, um, they were going to pick up their kids. And as they were going to, to pick up their kids, two little cuties, they're going to pick up the cuties and they get in the car. When they get in the car, three stray bullets come into the car. Praise God, uh, um, the two bullets went in and did not touch any of the kids. But one of the bullets hit our sister, went right through her chest. Praise God, no major organs were hit. No um, arteries were, were, were hit. Major arteries were hit. It went right through her. They sewed her up and she went home that day. How many thank God for his mercy? Amen. So look, in this life, storms come, okay? In this life, storms come. Things happen. I bet you had, I bet a, a couple people in this room had a few storms this week. 
You know, sometimes we have stormy seasons. Here's the promise, and here's where God wants to get all of us. God wants to do a work for in us that in private, in our relationship between him and God. I saw a lot of the brothers, we have a, a big contingent from Teen Challenge. Let me tell you something. Today's message is about the key to standing strong and tall, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the winds blowing, regardless of hurt or pain, we can get our roots down deep in God and so that no matter what happens, the Bible says we bear fruit in season and our leaf does not wither. We don't have to wither because of what Jesus does. You don't have to wither. You don't have to wither. And the purpose of this series is to take the mystery of out of being strong in God. Right, do you want to be strong in God? It's simple. Live like a tree. You see, when you live like a tree, it means that instead of putting your best energies into appearing to be publicly successful, what you do is you put your best energies into rooting and anchoring in God. So what we're going to do now is look at a simple story where Jesus is talking and he's teaching all of us how to anchor in him. He's, he's going to show us specifically how the realm of meditation operates below. Remember, the realm of meditation, it, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. The wicked comes, that counsel, I reject that. Blessed is the man who, uh, uh, who stands not in the way of sinners. The guys are hanging out here doing these things or doing those things that they shouldn't be doing. Say, I won't stand there. You see? Okay? Blessed is the man who doesn't sit in the seat of scoffers. There are people who sit down and fill their mouth with nonsense. You see? But the Christian says, I don't do that. When that comes at me, I reject it. But it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, Jesus is going to show us in a moment that when you delight in the law of the Lord, you're rooting in him and rooting in him and your roots are going deeper down. Instead of grabbing a hold of what the world has to offer, we're grabbing a hold of Jesus. You see, and then we will trust that the blessing that comes to our lives comes from being privately healthy and then the Lord making us publicly fruitful. So we're going to read a story where Jesus is teaching Psalm 1 but in a different way with a different illustration. Uh, uh, we're going to learn how to anchor in God. That's the title of the message today is your anchor. And now we're going to read from Luke uh, chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, let's go ahead, look at what the Bible says. I want you to think about rejecting and accepting and grabbing and anchoring as you hear the words of Christ himself. He says, why do you call me? Well, let me set it up. Someone came to him and they were saying, Lord, Lord, and they're asking him all kinds of questions like people often do. Jesus, Jesus, why this, why that? And here's what Jesus' reply was. You see, because sometimes we want to talk about A, but Jesus wants to talk about something else. You see? So watch. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Oh, snap, Lord, did you have to go there? Yes. You see? He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they're like. Here's another illustration. They're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. Now watch. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. The storm came but could not shake it because it was well built. Could not shake it. You know what God wants your life to be? God wants to make your life an unshakable life for his glory. He wants to make us an unshakable people. How many would say amen? Could not shake it. You see? 
So this is what happened because it was well built. But now watch. Here's the other. Here's the end of this. It says, but the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation, with no anchor. No anchor root in that person's life. It says, the moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. You see? And so this is the message that the loving Savior is saying to us. He's saying, I want to anchor you. I want to anchor your life. No matter where you find yourself, right from where you are, God in 2018 wants to do a work of anchoring our lives. So that when the storm comes, we'll just stand. So let's pray and let's ask God to teach us and to enable us to do more than talk, but to really embrace what he has to say here so that we could build our lives in the secret place and stand strong and tall and fruitful for him. Come on, let's close our eyes and pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that we get to sit at the feet of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we have an opportunity, Lord, to hear from you and to learn from you and to be anchored by you. Lord, I pray for every person, every man, every woman, mothers, fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers, single people, teenagers, Lord, children. We thank you that your promise, Psalm 1, is for all of us. Every profession, every vocation, Lord, you have called us to be like trees planted by streams of water. And it all begins, Lord, by you anchoring us. So would you teach every individual life, oh God, how to anchor in you. Lord, I pray that today's message would be a very personal and intimate time between you, your word, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm just a vessel, oh God, in the mix. But Lord, move beyond all of those things and make this a very powerful time of connection with you. We love you. We thank you and we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Now I've got some simple points that are simple to say, but you have to be very deliberate in order to live. Okay, we're going to talk about anchoring. And I just want to say this. When you walk with God, it's not easy, but it is simple. You see? It's not easy, but it is simple. It's not complicated. There are things that God says, just start following me along these lines and then watch what I'm going to do. And we're going to learn now how it is that we anchor. Now, the, 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 the first way that we learn how to anchor in the Lord is we anchor through his lordship. We anchor through his lordship. Why do you call me Lord, Lord and do not do what I say? When you come to Jesus, it's important that we understand that based on what Psalm 1 says and based on what Jesus is saying is it's a great thing to acknowledge Christ as Lord. You know, it's a great thing to, to recognize who he is. It's almost like someone saying, I think it's really good to exercise. In fact, I think it's so good to exercise that I'm going to go ahead and buy a membership at, at, the, at the gym. How many think, it's a great thing to say it's good to exercise and it's also great to buy a membership at the gym. But how many know, if you don't work out, it's nothing, honey. And so when the, when the Bible talks about rejecting the counsel of the wicked and delighting in the law of the Lord, here's another way of Jesus saying, look, when you come to me, you have to come to me as Lord. It's good to say the Lord, but we have to go from saying the Lord to my Lord. How many know he's not just the Lord, he's our Lord? How many would say amen? <laughs> See, that, that was a little forced. Let me tell you why. 
is because this is where the rubber meets the road. You see, one thing is to say the king, another thing is to say my king. You see, if you want to be like a tree in 2018, it has to become he's my king. He's my master. He's my Lord. He's the one in charge of my life. He's the authority in my life. Here's what the definition of Lord means in a very practical way. Lord is the position of God in our lives. Everyone say my life. So the Lord is the position of God in our lives, not just his state of being. His state of being is Lord and King. But it's his position in our lives, meaning that, but in the state of active authority and kingship. Active authority. See, it gets quiet. It's quiet, Lord. Help us, Lord. Right? It gets quiet because what Jesus is saying is, I will anchor you, but you need to let me be the active authority of your life. You see, active. We forget how active Jesus really wants to be in our lives. You see, when you come to him as your king, then everything changes. Actually, I, I heard, while we were talking about this getting ready, I heard that there's a brother who, who uh, um, he doesn't go to this church, but um, so he found out that his health insurance will pay for his workout if he works out X amount of times in a month. And so um, they would pay for the gym. And so what he kept doing is he got the fob and he kept doing it. And he would go to the gym and swipe the fob and then leave. Because <laughs> he didn't want to lose the benefit. He would go in and swipe the fob and then leave. And go in and swipe the fob. So it looks like outwardly like he's really working out. His boss is going, man, dude, you're killing it. Not so. You see? See, a lot of people even go to church and going to church is a lot like swiping the fob. Did you swipe the fob today? Okay, I swiped the fob. Now I'm going to go and do my thing. There is a call to go deep and to anchor. And the way we anchor is by making him the king and the authority of our lives. Hallelujah. No more swiping the fob. We're going to get in the gym and work out. Amen. Look, this point is so important. I want to tell you how the Apostle Paul told the Colossian church. And then we're going to move on. But this is all over the Bible. Okay. All over the Bible. This is the key to your year being different. Okay. Look at what the Apostle Paul said in Colossians. Now he swips. He Swips. He switches. He swipses. He switches uh, the order of Psalm 1. He starts with delighting and then he goes into rejecting. Watch this. It says, we, uh, uh, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your everyone, you must continue to follow him. Watch. Let your roots grow down deep into him. And let your lives be built on him, just what we read, Jesus speaking. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth, in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. You see, when the storm is raging, when your roots go down deep in him, you could still be thanking Jesus, overflowing with thankfulness, because the storms don't matter as much when you're rooted in God. You see? Life changes when you're rooted in God. Look, it says, now watch this. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. There's a lot of high-sounding nonsense out there that is promising you a fruitful life. And the only thing you're going to get is an empty life. You see? That comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. What I'm talking about here is in the Old Testament, it's in the Gospels, it's in the Epistles. This is all over the Bible. When we come to him, we must come to him as our Lord. Aren't you thankful today that Jesus went to the cross, lived a sinless life, 
gave his life, went to the grave, rose from the dead in power, is seated at the right hand of the Father. And now he freely offers all of all that he did and all of his life personally to you and me. It's a free offer of salvation and of abundance of life. All we have to do is receive him as Lord and Savior. How many are thankful that Jesus willingly offers himself to our lives? Hallelujah. It's free, it's free, but it all revolves around lordship. And can I tell you, can I just say this, uh, uh, and I got to move quickly here. But can I tell you, lordship always deserves worship. Lordship always deserves worship. When he's really your king, then you worship him. When I, was, when I was 16 years old, I worked at the Beacon Theater in New York City on 72nd Street around there. And on Broadway. And um, I believe it was Broadway. And anyway, there were all of these groups that would come in. All of these famous singers, actors. Uh, uh, and they would put on these shows. And it was incredible to watch the worship services that went on during the concerts. They would, light, they would light their lighters. And they would go like this. And people would worship and lift their hands. And no one would go... Oh, man, look at you, you know. Why are you doing that? You know, it's like, oh, Jay-Z Jay-Z's up there and everybody's going, please. Meanwhile, Jesus is in the house. How many know our hands should be lifted and say, I pour out my whole heart, Lord, to you. You know. Oh, but that's not my style, yeah. Well, what about Jay-Z's concert? That's their style. You see. So it's Lord. Now very quickly here. We not only anchor through Lord. Lord Lordship is the principle, but then it, it's there are some very practical acts. Number one, we anchor. Number two, we anchor by actually going to him. Okay. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not say what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my word and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. So the way you anchor in God is you have to go to him. You have to go to him. Okay? Jesus says, you have to come to me. That's why we have the word of God. That's why every morning the way we anchor, I hope you anchored this morning by doing what? By going to him. You have to go to him for your finances. You have to go to him for your relationships. You have to go to him for your employment. You have to go to him for all sorts of things that are going on. If you want to be anchored, how many know we have to go to him first? Some people go to everyone, and then when nothing works as a last resort, they go, help me, Jesus. No. 2018, we got to go to him first. Everyone say go to him first. That's right. You got to go to him. You got to go to him. When you go to him, look, and everyone who comes to me and hears my words, when you go to him, he's going to give you an anchoring word for your life. That's how people get strong. They go to the Lord right in the morning and they seek God and God knows exactly what you need. And he gives you a promise from the Bible, a truth that anchors you. And then when you go to him and he anchors you, all of a sudden you step out and you respond to things differently. You stand strong and you don't wither. It's not the temptation that comes. It's who you're going to. You see? It's not the storm that's raging. It's who you're going to. But because when you go to the Lord, he gives you his anchoring word. Amen. That's right. This, this year, we're praying. The thing that we pray about the most is that you would just go to him. You see, that Nico would go to the Lord. God's hand is on Nico's. Nico, stand up. Sorry, bro, you're right there first. His front row, you know, that's the way it is. You see, Nico, God's hand is on his life. God has a promise. God has a, a plan for your life. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't go to him, you won't stand. But if you go to him, no weapon formed against you will prosper. No devil in hell will stop you. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. 
How does it, how does it, how does it happen? Nico, just go to him. Every day, all day, all day. Go to him instead of social media. Go to him instead of Channel 7 News. Turn the news off. And go to him. Go to him. Go to him. Go to him. Turn off Fox News. Turn off NBC. Turn off, turn off the late show. How many know Jesus wants to show you something much better than the late show can show you? How many would say amen? He wants to give us an anchoring word. It's incredible how God can anchor a life. When God anchors a life, you know, does it mean that life is perfect? No. You get straight bullets in life. But you can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But all you have to do, everyone, go to him. Come on, let's try that one more time. Everyone, go to him. That's right. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. You want to get strong? Go sit at the feet of Jesus. You want to get anchored? Okay, go sit at the feet of Jesus. Watch. You know, this brings a, a story to me. In, um, uh, when I was at a Brooklyn Tab, you know, younger in the ministry, I remember Pastor Simler was counseling. This might be for a, 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 a marriage here. Pastor Simler was counseling a couple. And uh, when they were talking, they were like, rah, rah, and it was like one of those deals. And uh, they just like ready to rip each other apart. You know, he said, he said, time out. You know, you guys are completely in the flesh right now. There's nothing I can say because you can't counsel the flesh. So he said, here's what I want you to do. There are people praying up in a room over there, okay. I just want you to go up there and sit there for 45 minutes and then after that come back down. So he sent them up and they, and they just sat there and they just in that room people praying and calling on God in the presence of God coming down. Because how many know when you seek him you find him? So they would just buy people that were seeking the Lord and the Shekinah glory was coming down. And then they came back down and he said, how are you doing? They go, I'm sorry, Pastor Simla, I'm sorry. You know, it's my fault. You know why? Because when you go to him, he changes everything. You see? He changes attitudes, he changes dispositions, he changes perspectives, he changes everything. You have to go to him. And when you go to him, go to him through his word. Because when you get the word, then he gives you the word that anchors. You see? That's for everyone who comes to me and hears my words. That's why you need to know the Bible better than the things of this world. When you do, then you have the blessed life. Not only are you strong, but you have the kind of life that you can give to others freely. Then here's the last thing and we're going to close with this. So we anchor through lordship. We anchor by going to him. And then here's the last thing. We anchor by going deep. Everyone say going deep. It says they are like a man building a house who dug down deep. Okay. He dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock, and when a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. He dug down deep. Our research on trees has taught us that trees, it's impossible for a tree to grow in shallow soil. You can get a plant, you can get little weeds, but you will not get a tree out of shallow soil. You know why? Because a tree, in order to stand and bear fruit, a tree digs down deep. The anchors go deep. The anchor, the, 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 the roots go deep and anchor the tree. And so we have to learn how to go down deep. Now what does anchoring mean? And then we're going to wrap this up. What does it mean to go down deep? What it basically means is this, is that when you and I go to him, we go like roots. You take a little seed, you put it in, a, in the ground. The environment of the soil breaks the shell of the, of the seed. And some of us, just being in the presence of God is what we need because it has to break our pride. It has to break our arrogance. 
It has to break our, our, our strong will. We just get into the presence. There's a breaking. And then when the breaking comes, then roots start to grow. You see? And when the roots start to grow, you know what the roots do? The roots grab the ground. You see, they grab the ground. If anybody here has ever pulled weeds, every once in a while when you go to pull a weed, you could pop one out, pop one out. But sometimes one grows a little bit more than you realize and you go like this. You know why? Because that one grew enough that the roots are grabbing the ground. You see? And so when you go to the Lord, you go to him in worship. And then when you go to him, you go for him, you go to him for that anchoring word. But when he gives you that anchoring word, you pray and you get a hold of God and you say, God, I want this truth to be part of my life and I'm not going to let you go. It doesn't matter what I face today. It doesn't matter what's going on. God, I'm grabbing a hold of you. You see? And what we need to learn is we need to learn how to grab a hold of God in the private place. Just like the roots of a tree do. All over the Bible, this is written, there was a man named Jacob. Jacob was, his name meant basically con artist and flimflam man. So Jacob was called by God, but he was a trickster. You see? And Jacob wouldn't surrender to the authority of God. And Jacob stole things and he lied. And then sooner or later, Jacob got to a point in his life. Because look, the Bible says the gifts and call of God are, are without repentance. God's call is on your life. And, and, and nothing is going to change that because he chose you before the foundations of the earth. But see, sooner or later, you'll hit the walls. If you don't get a hold of God and anchor in him, sooner or later you hit the wall. And so the day came when finally it was a day of reckoning and, and Jacob was afraid. He had lots of stuff, but he was terrified because trouble was coming because of choices he had made. And, and he sent his family away and it was just him alone and he wrestled with God. The Bible says he wrestled with an angel and the angel began to say to him, look, I have to go. And he said, I won't let you go until you bless me. I'm not going to let you go. And he says, I got to go. I won't let you go until you bless me. Let me tell you something. Okay, there's church and then there's grabbing a hold of God. We need to go home and grab a hold of God for our marriage, for our wayward children, for our struggles and our hardships. And say, God, I'm going to work this out with you, God. I won't let you go until you bless me. See, if you don't know how to pray like that, then you don't really know how to pray. You see, some people pray, thank you, Jesus, so happy to know you're here. Well, that's, there's time for that when you say grace. Paul said, I travail like a mother giving birth to Christ before him, didn't you? Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, this church, this church, my life, my wife's life, okay, all of these things, Donnie, everyone around here, our lives are the fruit of someone grabbing a hold of God for us. Do you know my wife? And listen, my wife is a godly lady. I live with her. You know, she's a godly lady. She's honest. She loves the Lord. She's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But when my wife was away running from God, I was at the church when she was running from God. I was in the balcony and one day, Pastor Symbol was sitting right there. Someone gave Pastor Symbol a note and said, tonight's Chrissy's night. For two or three years, he didn't even basically know where Chrissy was. Tried to talk to her but couldn't talk her out of it. Tried to bribe her but couldn't bribe her out of it. Tried to do this, tried to do that, tried to do everything. And nothing. She was just doing her own thing. You see, but that night, Pastor Symbol got up and said, listen, my, my daughter's life is upside down. She, nothing makes sense to her. Would you... Grab a hold of God, if I could kind of paraphrase the moment with me. And we started to pray. And I'm telling you, 12 minutes, people were raising their voice and crying out to God. I thought the building was going to fall. You see. And we cried and we cried and we cried. And you know, there was a very important moment. More than I realized. I didn't know I was praying for my future wife. You better pray when we say pray, brothers. You know. You don't, how many know, you don't know what God is working when you pray. 
and say, but listen, I cried out to God. We were crying out to God. And we reached out in two days. Chrissy was on the kitchen floor on her knees in front of Pastor Simla saying, I've sinned against God and I've sinned against you, Dad. And I want to give my life back to God and I want to serve God. And all of the difference and all of the things, all of my whole life has changed because a few people got a hold of God. You see, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, okay. You have to learn how to get a hold of God for yourself. That's right. In the, in the Old Testament, Hannah prayed for a child. She prayed for a child. She prayed for a child. Then she went in the temple and prayed. And she was reaching out so desperately to God. One of the priests who wasn't in the spirit said, what are you, drunk? What are you doing making that racket? Whenever you reach out to God, there's always someone in the flesh who will say, what are you doing making that racket? Forget about people in the flesh. This woman, Hannah, was reaching, reaching out to God and saying, God, I need a child. If you will give me a child, I'll give that child back to you. Little did she know. That when she said that, God brought the release because God was birthing through her the child, the great prophet Samuel, who would turn the course of an entire nation. Millions of people were affected because one person got a hold of God and God got a hold of that person. What could God do with your life if you got a hold of him? What could God do with this young man if God just got fully got a hold of him and he rooted in him and this young man and all of us? What could happen? This is a deep call. Deep, the Bible says, calls unto deep. Lift your hands right now. We want to go deep in God today. I pour out my heart, Lord, you pour out your spirit, all that I am, all that I need is found in you, I pour out my everyone sing it as a prayer everyone I pour out my heart Lord you pour out your spirit all that I am all that I need is found in you hallelujah I pour out eyes closed. We don't have a lot of time, but I just need to obey the Spirit. I wonder if there's anyone here, you've never made Jesus your Lord. You've never made him your Savior. And today is the day. Today is the day that you want to give your life to Christ and you want to start this new relationship with him. The Bible says it's as simple as praying a prayer. And if that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anyone here you want to give your life to Jesus right now? You don't want to delay? Raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else raise your hand nice and high. Wave at me a little bit so I can see because other hands are raised. Thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. In a moment, in a moment, uh, uh, ushers, if you could hold, I'm going to ask you, you know what, just slip out of your seat and make your way to the altar right over here. Don't be embarrassed. I'm going to call other people down. Just slip out of your seat right now and come because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you something to help you with your walk with God and pray with you in a moment. Slip out of your seat and as they're making their way down right here, right here, you want to give your life to Christ. You want to make him your Lord and Savior. Just slip out and come. Thank you. Now, anyone else, if you find yourself, you've been in a storm and you want God to anchor you. I don't want anyone to leave the building today without us praying and asking God to begin to do a work of anchoring in your life. We don't have much time, but slip out of your seat and come. Come very quickly. We're going to pray. This is what we do as a church. This is what the people of God do. We call upon the name, on the name of the Lord in the day of trouble, and he answers. And he's going to begin to do a work of anchoring. Blessed be the name. So slip out of your seat. Slip out of your seat and come. We're going to sing that one more time to him, and then we're going to pray. Everyone lift your hands as they come. Hallelujah. 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 We pour out our heart to the Lord. Everyone let's sing, I pour out my heart, Lord. I pour out my heart, Lord. You pour out your spirit. All that I am, all that I need is found in you. Hallelujah.
sister, oh God. Anchor us. Anchor us for your glory, for your honor. Anchor us. God, make, make our brothers and sisters unshakable, oh God. Anchor them in the midst of their storms by your mighty power, oh God. Unshakable for your glory, bearing fruit in season that will not wither, oh God. We rebuke every withering voice in the name of Jesus, oh God. We reject the withering voice. We reject the counsel of the wicked. We delight in the Lord and in his law. Day and night we meditate. Thank you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that this week will be different. God, may every person go and find their spot and anchor. God, may every person go and grab hold of you, Lord, as you grab hold of us. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Could we give God a hand of praise? Pastor Ryan, right here, right here, right here. Okay, just talk to them. All right, everyone, turn, give someone a hug. We hope to see you on Tuesday. God bless you, everyone. God bless you.